and welcome everyone to the 12th episode of the Enthusiast Life Patron Podcast. That's right, we've been doing this for a whole year now, which is incredible. So thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. You really don't know how much it means to me and kind of the transition to doing the show every single weekday. You know, has been a little bit of a, a struggle at first, but man, I'm telling you, I love doing the show every single day now. Just being able to get behind the microphone and talk to you guys about things that I'm excited about. And even the best part is you, the patrons, I get to not only talk to you through the microphones, we get to talk through Discord, which is even better. We've created just an awesome community over there of like-minded people. And God, I love talking to you guys all the time and just seeing the conversations that are going on over there. And if you're listening to this and you're not getting early access to it and you're hearing it in the regular podcast feed and you do want to be a patron, you can find that link down in the show notes below and find out how you can get access to that patron, or I'm sorry, to the Discord and also be a guest potentially on the show like you're going to hear just in a little bit. We had some awesome conversations again this month. So without further ado, guys, let's get into it. Episode 12, here we go. All right, so joining me now, a longtime patron of the show, J17 Falcon. Falcon, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Mark? Nothing much, man. How's how's that Series X treating you? It's good, man. I mean, I'm I'm cooking my eggs on it. I'm putting the I'm putting the the skillet right on top where the <laughs> where the where the fan is, and it's getting pretty hot, and it's uh, sizzling that You're not that breakfast the in the in morning. There, are you? Little, little vape pipe in there. <laughs> dude i saw that oh oh, i didn't see it i I heard it that was an actual story somebody vaped and and blew smoke into their series x to make it look like it was overheating i I think what was yeah i think what it was was somebody put the little vape thing within the series x and then so it looked Mm -hmm. like it was smoking because they you know there were all like a bunch of the trolls are out there saying like oh look at this series x is overheating and and all that and then they were like, no, it's just a vape that's that's in there. So, and then I mean, that was kind of cool that Microsoft actually, their Xbox account, Twitter account, actually said like, "Can't believe we have to say this, but do not blow vape smoke into the Series <laughs> X." Like, I love that they actually well, put that out there. Dude, they're just, dude, they're freaking killing it. Like with those memes and stuff. Like yes, they were they making are. fun of it. Like, oh, it's a fridge, and then they freaking make an actual fridge, and then <laughs> yep, uh, send it out for somebody to win it. It's like, I don't know, they're. Their marketing team is just on fire. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was them, but I saw somebody took a picture of the Series X and put uh, the Kingpin head on it, so it looked like Kingpin from Into the Spider Verse. Oh my god! Yeah, and I it saw was that. perfect. I was laughing. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, just Love a it. big old fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Did you? So you got the Series S too, right? Didn't you get them both? Or no? Uh, so here's the thing. Um, I have been in in the stock market, you know, and I've been I've been uh, you know playing around with that and learning it. And, and what I accidentally did was I, I, I think I went a little too far into my bank account on putting uh, it into stocks and it didn't cover the S I got uh, my X. Okay. I, did, I didn't get my S though. So they, I think they canceled my S, but that's okay because I'll just get it. I'll get it later. Yeah. As long as but you got the X, I just really miscalculated. Matter. I was like, I got to make sure I have enough in there for this week because yeah. I'm getting paid this week. And then I think it tried to pull out the funds on a, on a bad day. And so, yeah. I got you. Yeah, but hey, hey, at least you got that X, man. Like I said, that's all that really matters. That's one that you, you really yeah. want. I mean, how is it? You like the experience with it? Like the quick load times and everything? Uh, Yes. Oh, my gosh. The load times are so much better. Like, and, and it's true. Everyone that says you don't have time to check Twitter, you don't have time to, like, do things that you normally do on your phone while you wait for things to load. Um, Like, I, I loaded into a Crucible match, and I was like, I'm going to go grab a drink real fast. 
I came back and my character was probably sitting still for I don't know how long because <laughs> I was just in the game already. And I'm like, crap, I got to hurry. Like my teammates probably hate me right now, you know? Yeah. But, I heard somebody saying yeah. like with Call of Duty, like when you get in, because being that that's like multi-platform, that those on like the Series X or even on like the PS5, you load in fast, but you're, you're just mm-hmm. waiting for everybody else to load in. Like, you know, I don't know if you know how Call of Duty, like you kind of spawn into the match, but then you're, you're usually see your character sitting there and just as like waiting for players that that's kind of the mm-hmm. problem right now is like, it's, it's because it's cross platform. It's like, you know, other people on PC, maybe who are running like a slower PC or people on the Xbox one or people on the PS four, like you're waiting for them to load their assets when everybody else, you know, it's running on these next gen consoles are just in it. You're just got to wait, wait for them to load in, which is kind of crazy, but yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm loving the quick loading times of the PS five too. And, and actually, I mean, my son, I told you he's got the series S man. That thing is a beast. I'm telling you, like when you, when you, if you eventually get it, like it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like it, it really, it's shocking how fast that thing actually I heard it's is. Like shockingly heavy though. Like for its it size, it's kind of heavy, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for as tiny as it is, a like, lot in there. I mean, it's kind of hard to describe. Like, I mean, it's, it's probably a little bit taller than a comic book, I would say, but the width of it, is about a comic book like if it went standing up on its side um but yeah like it's it's heavy and just thick it's weighty you know which is Mm -hmm. which i mean it has to be obviously for what it is and actually he was playing a bunch of Fortnite earlier and uh the system itself was cool but when you put your hand over the little skillet you know that's on there you could feel the heat coming out so it definitely uh, puts out some heat but i'm sure just with the fan you know they have it all all set and ready it's quiet nice and quiet which is cool that's good um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm excited to get that because apparently, like 4K TVs, uh, there's a lot of 4K TVs that are not up to spec with doing the 120 frames and oh, all that really? kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I think I think the consoles are ahead of the TV generation, and so I think <laughs> probably um, getting that Series S and being able to do 120 on my 1080 monitor will probably be uh, a really cool experience. So I'm I'm excited yeah. for when that when that happens. But I'm not in a rush because. Honestly, the Series X running on my TV is night and day difference from the Xbox One X running on my TV. I had like input lag. I had all this different stuff that like made it hard to game competitively. But Mm -hmm. I was in Destiny doing uh, competitive mode and I was holding my own just playing on the TV. And I don't know. I didn't feel like it was holding me back too much. So nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, Speaking of Destiny. um, Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, the stasis abilities are freaking awesome. Have you played it all yet? I have. I've played uh, Beyond Light there those first couple days. Didn't finish the campaign, but I got to... How does it work with the stasis, like to have it be your full subclass? You have to unlock, is it four of those little nodes? Like, yeah. You so, keep going so back to that like, altar campaign, or whatever it is. Yeah, when you play the campaign, you go to that altar and, and it'll uh, activate like little by little the right. stasis abilities for you and at the end of the campaign you'll have stasis but it's just the base subclass but okay. you have to go do additional quests to get your different types of grenades to get your aspects is what they're called and that will allow you to like as the titan i'm sure or you're a titan main right yeah 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 so as a titan you'll earn the ability to slide and you create this like ice uh you slide on this like ice platform basically and you go you slide further and faster and when you have those like ice grenade walls up mm-hmm. you can like slide through them and they'll explode and do damage oh so, nice 
that's really fun in the crucible because you can close the gap so if you got like somebody in the back and they're just sniping and they just don't want to leave their little sniper spot you throw your stasis wall which blocks their view you go sprinting at the wall you slide and break through the wall and now you're in shotgun distance to kill them oh, like it, nice. it is really cool like when you pull plays off like that oh my gosh it's so hype sweet um, well let me ask you this I mean, you yeah. say it's cool and it's fun i mean i still always from a distance check in on the community seems like stasis is kind of breaking the crucible like what's what's going on man with stasis like are they going to be able to fix this like what is the deal so- so they already fixed it, Mark. This is this is the crazy thing, man. I've never seen Bungie react this fast to community feedback in the history of Bungie. Like, really? They, the the community was screaming. The warlock melee is busted. This is busted. This this certain grenade is busted. And within the week, when they had the TWAB up, they're like, "We've already fixed it. The patch is already live." the changes are implemented. So I can go into Destiny right now, and those changes are implemented. Wow. So what happened? the warlock melee was like a 30 meter radius or something like that to where like all they had to do is hit you within like a 30 meter radius of their melee. Yeah. And it would like, and it would uh, freeze you insta freeze just from their melee. And it's a, it's a ranged melee too. Like it would send out like at a fast pace and hit you and you're instantly frozen. And the crazy thing you were frozen. I looked at the TWAB. You're frozen for like 4.75 seconds or 4.5 seconds. That's how long you're frozen for before you can break free and go like get out of there. That's like an eternity it is, in a yeah. fast-paced shooter. So they reduced that time down to 1.75 seconds now. So you were only frozen for less than two seconds. So hopefully that like fixes a lot of the the aches and pains of the community right now. They mm-hmm. they they took they dialed back the warlock melee so that it's like 23 uh, diameter or whatever of of the blast radius. So they took that down a little bit. They've they've done a lot of stuff. The the tracking grenade that I was telling you about that was broken, and it freezes them. And as, as soon as they're frozen, you can shatter that person, and then this grenade will seek another person and freeze them, and then seek another person and freeze them. Oh, <laughs> it was so crazy how that. I grenade, mean, that's all I was seeing in, uh, in like Reddit, and that was just like, oh, I'm really enjoying just being frozen all throughout the whole match and crucible. Yeah. It just seemed like. Everybody was just frozen, and it's just like, wow, that sounds like a terrible experience. Yeah, so. and and so they reduced that grenade so it travels like twenty three percent slower, okay. so it you can actually run away from it, and it's not going to just track you and freeze you, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, a lot of good changes, and it happened really fast. So like, that's good. I'm I'm impressed, Bungie. Definitely, I'm impressed. I mean, that's what I would love to know with them. You know, kind of uh, redoing the locations and all that and kind of sunsetting a lot of the areas and that like how much of that was also yeah. them doing things under the hood that allow them mm-hmm. to adapt this much quicker you know when they have an issue like this maybe it just made it easier for them because i mean there was always those stories about whatever engine and all that that they were running on before really hindered mm-hmm. them to be able to make changes like this much you know fast basically and now maybe by them doing that and kind of building out the moon as a new space building out now the cosmodrome as a new space and doing all these different things maybe under the hood there were a lot of other changes that you know players are just kind of unaware of that make it simpler now for them to do things like this i mean they they eventually i remember at one point didn't make some tune whatever it was where they could make kind of these minor tunings but it seems like these are you know kind of what you're saying are pretty drastic and to be able to do it that fast like maybe now it's mm-hmm. just easier for them to do it and to be able to do it, you know, in the uh, pressure of a pandemic 
right? I mean, without yeah. actually even being at the studio yeah. for you know in a matter of a week, they put in these these big changes already. Maybe that's maybe that's a good sign that you know they can yeah. do, do more things like this in the future, which is awesome. Definitely, yeah. I've been imp- I've been impressed. And uh, anyways, moving on here, I, I saw that on Twitter they announced a 007 game, and that's pretty cool, pretty interesting because I haven't seen a 007 game. Man, in, in God, probably yeah. just years. Been and a long time. It's, it's saying that it's going to be a 007 origin story. So I guess you're going to earn your 00 status. So I'm kind of curious as to how that's going to work out. Hmm. Um, but it seems pretty interesting. I mean, this is coming from the, I, the IO Interactive or the guys that did the Hitman games. So I don't know if you played mm-hmm. the newer Hitman games that came out with Square. Uh, they were the ones which which was kind of neat how they did those games. I don't know if you kind of followed any of that, where it was like you buy in to kind of like the Hitman Pass, if you want to say, and then it was like every month or so they were putting out new maps, new missions, new targets. So it was kind of like kind of how like the Walking Dead games had like episodes. You know how like they would put out like you know episode one, episode two, episode three for those games. That's kind of how those Hitman games were. So I would almost wonder if they would do something similar with this. Where it's like, because IO now is independent, so they're not even mm-hmm. owned by Square anymore. Like, I wonder if they would do something where it's like, hey, here's, you know, the 007 game or, you know, whatever they decide to call it. And then it's like, here's a couple missions, you're earning your 00 status. And then, like, they just slowly keep trickling out these missions. I mean, how would you feel if that's how it was? Rather than just like, hey, here's the big 60-hour game. If it was you're kind of buying in and then throughout the year, every three, four weeks, you're getting a couple missions. You think you'd be down for that? Yeah, I'd be down for that. I, I think it's I've seen the Hitman and how they do that uh, model. And I think that's a really cool model because it just keeps people coming back to the game. Yeah. I watched uh, a lot of like YouTubers or whatever that would play those those missions and they'd have like an audience watching them and they'd they'd be laughing through the whole thing. Like yeah. it, it, it's kind of fun to watch. Just, you know, you got to figure out new creative ways to take out this person. And it kind of just gives you free reign to do whatever in those games. And it seems like that's a that's a cool way to do a 007 game. Like, if you want to earn your 00 status, you get to earn it in your own way, kind of thing. It's not yes. like an on the rails experience. You go, they they say take out this target, and then you choose the way to take them out. Like, if you want to get in your uh, 00 car that has like the machine guns on it and go in there full gun <laughs> yeah. blazing, or maybe you take like a sniper approach, or you know other things like that, or you use your gadgets and you stealthily infiltrate somewhere. I mean, that would be kind of cool to just see you get to be 007 and you get to play the game your own way. And then they give you targets throughout like a season pass or they give you targets throughout the year. And then that leads to you getting your 00 status. Or maybe the game is you getting to that 00 status. And then after that, the DLCs are you as a 00 agent now taking out people that they order you to, you know? Yeah, because I think you that know when we all, cool. a lot of us, when we think of 007 games, I mean, immediately a lot of people just jump to GoldenEye and think of it just as a shooter. But I think it would be mm-hmm. more interesting, yeah, going that route where it's like kind of, kind of combining the you know their work with what they've done with Hitman, where it's like, yeah, attack these missions however you want, because in the end, that's really all those movies are. It's like there, here's the ultimate enemy, and then it's just James Bond like going to different locations and, you know, kind of being undercover and using his gadgets and all that. And I think that would really play into kind of the model or, or just the, the structure of how some of those Hitman games are, where it's like, hey, here's your tool set, figure it out. Like, you know, be 007, make, make your own story, be be your own agent. Uh, I think that would be mm-hmm. cool, man. That'd be pretty neat. And I think they're probably a good team to, to do it. 
But what did it say? Yeah. It was it spring of 2021? Is that what it was saying? I think it's next uh, year. I don't point. know. I had it pulled up, but yeah, just a uh, teaser for right now too. So not a lot, not a lot out there. But it says um, working title, so project 007. So I don't know if that's you know. It seems like it's a little bit far off. Yeah. So yeah, I'm down. Exciting though. Yeah, man. Um, have you talked about the Mandalorian at all with anyone yet? Uh, I haven't. Just just people at work. That's it. Okay. Nice. And how, you, uh, how you feeling? Have we so had a Patreon it? episode since they started releasing episodes? Nope. Probably not, huh? Nope. Nope. I I was feeling a little underwhelmed on the first couple episodes, but um, I do think the I mean, are we going spoilers on this? Because this will release maybe a month later, right? Or yeah, like a couple can. weeks later. We can. We can. It's fine. <laughs> okay. People, believe um, me, people listening to this, I think watch Mandalorian. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole Boba Fett theory. Like I really do think that's real. I think it was him at the end that was watching him, and I think mm-hmm. the reason. And there's a little foreshadowing here. I think the reason they had Mandalorian go in there inside the belly of that beast and come out, uh, you know, victorious is to kind of plant the seed in the audience mind that that is possible, that you can be eaten by a giant monster and still survive it. So they can, when they say, Hey, this is Boba Fett. People aren't like, what? He got eaten. Well, Mandalorian got eaten and he came out, you know? So maybe that's the reason why they went like that with the first episode. I'm pretty sure it was kind of a, planting yeah. that seed for you I mean, you know what it's um, kind of the same reason they did back with the last season when uh the child healed remember he he uh used the healing power and then what was it like that next week is when the rise of skywalker came out and we saw ray yeah. healing so it's that kind of like you're, cool. you're right that's a great point man i didn't even think of that him busting out of that monster like that's exactly why they did that so it's like we, yeah. we just know that yep it, it's possible mandalorians can do that but i mean it was confirmed that was the same actor right that played um like Django Fett and all that, right? And really, it was kind of the model for all the clones. Yes. It was the same actor. Yeah, he so. was in like the he was credited in the credits. Yeah, I, I think just my like my question is to where the story is going to go. Like it seems like just with this last episode, with um, you know, seeing uh, what's her name, Bo-Katan, and that, like I, I'm mm-hmm. guessing that ultimately he's going to bring the child. And if I had to guess, I think he's going to bring the child to the Jedi, and mm-hmm. then somehow there's going to be a tie to get back with Bo-Katan to have basically take back Mandalore. And then they're going to somehow need the Jedi's help maybe to some extent mm-hmm. to do that. And then it's just going to become this massive battle uh, against like Moff Gideon yeah. to take back the saber. So then she can rule Mandalore, I guess. I don't know. I think that's kind of where the series is going to end up going, but that's going to be cool. And I can see them. It's kind of sad to say, but I can see Mandalorian not having very many seasons, like it being just like a, three four seasons tops or something like that to yeah. play out this like story and then just kind of end it you know but mm-hmm. um because as, as much as you like want to see series go and go and go sometimes it's better to just have like three to four seasons in a in a series and Definitely. and then call it good like let it be what it is and i think i think that's how they're going to go about it but ahsoka that is going to be really interesting when they finally see her i don't think we're going to see her this week I really don't because this next one is directed by Carl Weathers. And I think this is going to be like a Carl Weathers, Gina Carano, uh, Cara Dune. I think it's going to be like a little side story with them. I think they, it's going to show what they're doing, what they've been up to, how they're going to uh, intersect with the Mandalorian and everyone else uh, later in the season. And I think the week after we'll get something with Ahsoka. Yeah. That's just my, Maybe yeah, they'll yeah. be getting to the planet as well. And then like, yeah, mm-hmm. then that following week, then they're back together with the Mandalorian 
and then yeah, yeah that's and, when we get the because I think so many people are so hyped to like see Ahsoka and and all these and, and Jedi and and like lightsabers and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. in the Mandalorian. I'm so freaking excited for it because I want to see her like double white i think she'd have those at that point right the white ones like yeah the, i think so man the one long one and then the shorter one like man just to see her battling with that would because be... i'm trying to think this ahsoka is rebels ahsoka right so yeah older this ahsoka, is after, right? yeah i mean yeah it's after the fall of the empire so this is like i mean in rebels she fights darth vader right isn't that the last time you see her no she, you see her at the very end of the uh, season very end of the season with uh what's his name ezra Did, oh implying that she survived that little you know um, yeah battle yep. with vader right yep okay so yeah so this is yeah this is after that so i think she's gonna have she's gonna be a little bit more seasoned you know she'll uh i don't know how old she'll be but she's not gonna be like an old grandma or anything like that but she'll be you know, a little more seasoned and seen some things, and uh, yeah, she'll have those white lightsabers, which will be wait, interesting no, 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 to see no, no, no. on the is big screen. Is she not with Ezra? I think you see her with um, is this Sabine? Maybe I'm, I don't know. I all I know is you see her in that final scene, like walking off in the distance with somebody in Rose. Okay, that, like, that sounds familiar. That's what I'm almost wondering. Like, who else could potentially be? I mean, you know, I know originally a lot of people were thinking it was the one actress there. Uh, her name is Mercedes. She was the one of the female Mandalorians, not Bo-Katan, but the other female one. She's actually a WWE wrestler. Sasha Banks is her wrestling name. And my daughter was super excited that she was going to yeah. be in the series. And everybody was thinking maybe she was going to play Sabine. And she right. didn't. So it's like, is Sabine going to be in there? Would she be with Ahsoka? I mean, she yeah. knew Ahsoka. So, you know, are we going to yeah. suddenly see the, the uh, I guess, real version of her? Maybe? I don't know. That would be cool. I, I, I mean, this I'm, last episode was freaking awesome. Just the way that they took over that ship yep. and just seeing the Mandalorian like run through and like tanking all those lasers and just throwing those grenades. It was, <laughs> it was a really hype episode. And Bo-Katan and those, uh, I, I don't think the other two really have names yet, do they? But No, I don't think so. Um, just really cool. Definitely awesome the way that they portrayed those other Mandalorians. You're like, oh, he's one of these guys. Doesn't take off his helmet. <laughs> Dude, my heart stopped when they knocked baby Yoda into that water oh. or whatever, I was like, no, like, even though, you know, it was probably going to be fine. It was just like, Oh, cause it came out of nowhere. Like I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. Terrible. It did. Oh man. Really good. But all right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there, dude. I definitely got to get on some more destiny, man. I'm, I'm getting through my PS five games here, but I'm hoping when is the next gen update? Is it December 10th? December. I don't know if it's 10th. It, it's somewhere right? earlier December though. For right. sure. And yeah, man, if you get in on that Series S, just let me know. We'll run through a couple of Crucible matches or whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'll help you out. Because I'm debating on if I want to actually... Because I'm just playing it with Game Pass is all I was doing mm -hmm. um, on the Xbox One X. And I'm debating on if I do want to pick it up on PlayStation because that's where still I have a lot of people that you know I could definitely raid and oh, play with there. But there are people on Xbox I can run through you know, as well with a lot of that stuff. So it's like... I'm kind of on yeah. I think the S it's supposed to still run, right? It's still gonna that's gonna get the next gen upgrade, I think, and run. Is it gonna run? It's gonna run 60 frames, right? It yeah, the next the S is gonna run 120. Well, I mean, did you hear that announcement at the Xbox? So the Xbox launch, they were doing a stream and they had a bungee dev there out on the stream, and he announced that they're doing Crucible 120. Oh wow. They said nice. it. Like they it's official. They're doing Crucible 120. So the Series S will do, yeah, 120 
1080 or 1440 or whatever it is. I think it's 1080 wow. for Destiny though. And then you, you can do 4K with the Series X 4K 120. Hmm. So crazy, yeah. man. Awesome. It's going to be nuts. All right, dude. Well, uh, as always, man, thanks for uh, supporting the show, and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Okay, no All problem, right. Mark. Take thanks. care, man. All right, so joining me now, a longtime patron here of the show, Classic Squid. Squid, what's up, dude? Oh, man, just uh, really enjoying the PS5, I got to say. <laughs> Just like me, Squid. I love it, man. I'm loving yes. the PS5 as well. Awesome. So what uh, what games did you pick up at the beginning here? So I <clears throat> I played Astros. Okay. And um, I, man, that, that game blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, I had, I obviously heard good things about it, but wow. Just the controller everyone's like the controller is amazing the controller is amazing but i'm in in my mind i'm still thinking but the things that they're saying is amazing they have to be a gimmick right right no no man these are the real deal (laughs) not at all it's it's like all all the things all like the gimmicky things that like the the dual shock did it's like to to the next level to the nth Mm -hmm. degree it's it's incredible yeah, man. Squid, you know what I actually did today? I, I, I don't know if you were following in the Discord and uh, people, by the time this comes out in the regular feed, people have already heard this, but um, I was saying I was interested in maybe picking up Demon Souls, really for two reasons. One, because of what the, just the graphically, it looked awesome on the PS5. Right. But then also I was hearing that they do a lot of DualSense stuff within <sighs> it. So I was like, man, I really want to get it. I did the complete opposite of that. I grabbed Sackboy today okay and you know why because i because astros was so much fun and just a joy to play and like the dual sense i heard they use it in sackboy and they do like i played probably the first six or seven missions of sackboy and it's where i am right now not overly hard or anything but it's just so much fun because the soundtrack is great it's what you're doing on screen is is you know just fun and that controller man is fun to play with it's it's just awesome like they nailed it like that was i think kind of the the thing that people didn't really understand between the xbox and the playstation that sony was actually putting out something new with that controller you know i mean they really were i mean the switch had that hd rumble which is kind of what this is but they didn't really deliver on it outside of just um yeah what was that like little switch mini game that came out or like mini Uh, one two switch one two switch after yeah, that, they, nobody did anything with HD Rumble, right? It was just pointless. Right, right. Well, but then also on top of that, One Two Switch was a full sixty dollars game, right? That didn't exactly. come with the system. Nope. Like that, that I don't, who whoever made that decision is is crazy. Yep. This Astros, the the one negative thing I have to say about Astros was the fact that. It, only took me three hours to beat. It's too short. Yep. It's too short. I mean, I, I I get it. I get it. But I really hope they come out with like a full Sackboy size game that's just Astros. That's not to. VR because I get that they had like Astros started out as like a VR game, but I would like to see it come that like that platforming. I just want to see that in the full game. Mm-hmm. I mean, every little thing in Astros, like all the little uh like the you keep seeing the little astrobots like with the with the camera and they're filming 
like what is a scene from a previous PlayStation game, whether it's like yes. an Uncharted game or at one point um, you see, uh, uh, what's his name? Crash, you know, from like Crash Bandicoot. One uh-huh. of them has a little Crash Bandicoot mask on her. What could be like a Resident Evil game? It's just, yeah. there's so many little nuggets of PlayStation stuff just scattered yeah. everywhere around that game. And then on top of that, you're literally inside the PlayStation 5 is where it's taking place. Yes. And then you're collecting old PlayStation memorabilia. Like, you know, you'll go through yeah. a whole level and it's like the original PlayStation and you're collecting like the old port. You would hook it up so you could hook up four controllers and that little screen that would go on the top. And then each one you can kind of look at and it's this high res like version of it. It's And you can zoom in on it and flip it and interact with it. It's... It's a love so letter cool. to Sony fans, man. It's awesome. Oh, 100%. I was I ate every bit of that up. I it was I like you saw you saw Kratos in, in <laughs> yes. that first area. Gosh, that's so it's just so cool. I I admittedly didn't get as many references as I was hoping I would, but uh I still loved all the ones that I found and re- recognized. It was just so cool to see. You know what I haven't really done with it yet, though. I guess supposedly there's like there. I did see where the time trials are, but mm-hmm. it'll pitch you against your friends. So like, I guess you can kind of yeah. set it up where like you'll log in and I'll see like if you and I were on there, like it would be like, oh, Squid, finish this, uh, you know, uh, level or whatever in five five and a half minutes. Like, do you uh-huh. and I can go in and just I can click the that activity card so I bypass the whole menu and everything. And it just loads me immediately in there trying to beat your time. That's that's incredible that's cool <laughs> that's incredible and and um i listen to a lot of kind of funny um podcasts you know greg miller and those yeah, yeah. guys and they just kept harping on it, it was like a running joke throughout the different podcasts and just what's what's the next gen about it's about convenience and it's just it's so true like it is like how i mean if I load if I load my PS5 up and I'm like I'm not really sure what I want to play, but I have like I'm playing The Last of Us 2 right now, so I'm like I got The Last of Us 2 already running. I can top, I can be in there in three seconds, but I turned on my system and it told me to mark mark be my time. <laughs> if I just hit one button, I'm in there in a second and I'm trying to beat this time. I'm just yep. gonna do that. Yep, because you can do it quick. Like, and just hop right in. Right, right. But before I'm like, ah, did I get to a good save spot? And I gotta close that game out. And then I gotta open Astros and I gotta run over to the time trials and this and that. Yeah. No, oh, it's that so was, cool. You know, that was part of the reason why I bought Sackboy as well, is I wanted to see how those activity cards work. Because if you remember the UI like experience video they put out, use Sackboy to show you, like if you go to a, a level and it shows you only completed 62% of it or whatever, you can like click yeah. on that card, kind of see what you're missing, and it kind of gives you those little videos. Cause and I haven't tried all like tried that out really at all yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was kind of the other reason why I wanted to pick that game up. Because I was just yeah. like, I'm just I, I, uh, I used about, it a couple know? times in Astros. Oh, did you? It was yeah, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, I could probably, I could probably, you know, spend the time looking for this thing that I missed. But these cards are here for a reason. I'm gonna That's try them right. out and see how accurate they are. And they were <laughs> dead on every time. It was, it was That's awesome. That's cool, man. Yeah. So, so you yeah. played Astros, and then now you're just jumping into Last of Us Two, or did you play? Yeah, else? yeah, because I wasn't sure what was. I had gotten that on sale, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to play. I, you know, I. I get that Bug Snacks is this fun puzzly type game, but I I really wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah, and um and I wasn't sure when my buddies were gonna get PlayStations to start Avengers, so I was like, you know, I'll start The Last of Us Two. Obviously, it's an incredible game. I love the first one. Only hear good things, and I'm sure it runs great on on the PlayStation Five. So I've been playing that, 
How was um, it running? Because that was kind of my, like, I played it on PS4 for maybe, I probably got like four or five hours into it. And like, okay. for me personally, and then maybe it was just because I've been playing so many games on PC, like, I, I just was having like issues with the frame rate of it on the PS4. So I was hoping that there isn't right now, there isn't like a next gen upgrade or anything yet, right? It's just the quicker right. load times and I'm sure it probably just runs smoother. But right. yeah, that, that next gen update for it is gonna come as soon as I beat it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll take that bullet for you. <laughs> um but no, it runs great. Um I haven't I honestly first of all haven't noticed a single load screen. Oh, okay. Have, haven't noticed a single load screen. Beautiful. And um, my one buddy said in the last game or in uh, on PS4 when you died, it takes about five to ten seconds to get back into get back into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as soon as I as soon as I die and the screen pops up, like I can just hit X and I'm right back in. Like I'm okay. I'm All right, I so die and I'm back good. in the game in two seconds. <laughs> like it's like laughable how fast this thing is. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, even from a cold boot, I'm like in the game and. I mean, it's not optimized, so it takes a, it takes a right, second. Yeah. But you know, it's not it's not what I imagined it was on PS4. Yeah, I mean, so. it was a little bit on PS4. It definitely was. You had to sit there and wait a little while, and then finally it would show like you know the title screen with the little boat in the water, and you'd hit you know start, and you have to sit there for a little bit. And so yeah, that, that's great yeah. that it's going much quicker, man. Did you you didn't have any interest at all in playing Miles? Did you play the original Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely, I definitely did. So um, I got a, I got a group of guys that were kind of, if if there's like a game, like if there's, a, if there's like a story game that's only one player, we we just decided that we're only gonna buy it once and then just like move it around the group. Oh, I got you. Okay. You know, so so my my brother bought Miles, so he's almost done with it, and then I'll I'll jump into it. Okay. But good. I, Having said that, and bringing up my brother, I have the most insane story. And I, you working at Walmart, I hope that you don't have the higher ups listening to this because they might seek him out. Work at work at Walmart. I work at a big box store. That's you work all. At a big that's box all store, I don't like, know what you're talking like about. Walmart, like Walmart. <laughs> yes. I work at that it's store that's like, on that that what was that TV show that was on TV like Supermart oh, or whatever Supermart. it was called. That's where <laughs> yeah, I work. Yeah. That's where you I work. At Supermart, right? Yep. Um. So he uh, he never got charged for his PS5 from Walmart. Wow! And then you know when when Miles was coming out was that like twenty one eighty eight that like yes I did yes up, that like right? flash sale yeah yeah so he so he got it right oh my god um but then they emailed him saying sorry that was a screw up on our part here's a twenty dollar gift card we had to cancel your order he's like okay whatever he he had he had already bought it but he saw it at that price. And was like, I'm gonna snag it for. He was gonna buy it for me. Well, he snagged it, and then I was gonna pay him for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "Sorry, dude. Like, they canceled it. They gave me. They gave me a <laughs> gift card. Do you want to use it? And you can, you know, get twenty bucks off of it." And I'm like, "No, whatever." So he went out and bought Avengers with that twenty dollars. There gift you card. go. Perfect. So, but then earlier this week, he got an email. Miles Morales is being delivered. <laughs> <laughs> so. He still got that copy of Miles Morales. So that came in the mail today. So I'm gonna get it from him when I see him on oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's beautiful, dude. So he basically got it in the next gen for free. Got a free copy of Miles and a twenty dollar gift card, yes. which then he bought Avengers with. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. That is like and, the greatest. And on top of not being right charged for his PlayStation Five. <laughs> wow. Like I don't. I don't know how my brother gets so lucky. That that stuff just happens to him. 
That's crazy, man. I can't even believe it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah dude, that, w- that wouldn't happen at Walmart. That ha- it would happen at like that superstore or whatever. That's know, right, so. of course. Yeah, clearly. Right. Um, definitely don't skip out on Miles. I mean, I know you're not planning on it, but trust me, man. Like that game. Yeah. Like you did you you played the original Spider Man? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean this the story in this and because I actually I finished the campaign and then kind of jumped over to Assassins. And okay. I've been kind of dipping in doing some of the side stuff in uh, Miles. And then I just tonight did, there's like a post-campaign quest where your mom kind of sends you on a little scavenger hunt. Okay. And, dude, it is like, <laughs> I mean, not that I was really in tears or anything like that, but it is like emotional and it's callbacks to even like the last game. And it was just like, wow, Damn. like they just nailed it with this story in the game. It's, it's just like perfection. The, yes. the w- insomniac, their writing team that's writing these games is just incredible. Like, that's they're, awesome. They're that's so cool to hear. That's so cool to hear. Oh, I'm so excited. Just because Spider-Man, Spider-Man is just that hero that most people can identify best identify with yeah and so to make a game where you're not just watching him like yeah i mean you watch tom mcguire andrew garfield tom holland you can relate to any of them but you're not like you're not them right but these games make you feel like you're spider-man yep. it's just like to to identify with the struggles that he goes with as a, as a normal person and to be able to relate to the things that he struggles with as a hero also, and then to be able to play him and go through that story with him. And now additionally adding miles to that and how, and how much that impacts people that more identify with him. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. And and Insomniac just deserves so much praise for being able to just nail it. Miles as a character is like I think one of the best things that happened probably to comic books in like I'm I'm gonna just probably even say like decades, like yeah Brian Michael Bendis creating that character and I mean it was 2011 I think is when Ultimate Comics kind of switched over to Miles so Miles really is a fairly new character but like really all he did was he just kind of redid this Spider-Man story of you know years ago when Spider-Man came out he was a young high school kid and that's why people could relate to him and that's why even like you just said many people could always relate to just being the high school kid who suddenly gets all this power and you know what is what does uh, Uncle Ben always say it was like you know with great power comes great responsibility like that's just mm-hmm. what comes along with it and through the years Spider-Man we've seen all these iterations but he's kind of grown up you know so I think creating Miles and going back to that ground zero again of like a young kid again getting that power and then now you know the the beautiful thing about these spider-man games is like the spider-man we play as in the first game was kind of like the seasoned spider-man you know we didn't play that origin story we didn't play that young one so now we get to live that and play that through miles and that's kind of what this game is i mean he's I'm, I'm guessing it probably picks up maybe six eight months maybe after the last game so he's been spider-man a little bit but he's still kind of a mess and like the way they convey that and how like when you swing and he kind of flips and it's almost like he's just falling and stumbling but then he you know shoots out another web and even some of the like stealth kills like the perch takedowns that you do sometimes he'll pull him up and then he kind of like slips and fumbles and then quickly he'll slam the guy's head down but then kind of catch himself as like he's almost falling so it's like he's he's spider-man but he's like he's still not the perfect like peter spider-man you know and they just it the way they convey that in the game is just it's perfect. Like they that's just cool. nailed it, dude. It's so it, great. That's such a stark contrast to like the seasoned Spider-Man that you played as in the original. Yeah. 
That's yep. so cool. Yeah, even when he like jumps off buildings, it's just so it, everything is just different. Even the combat, like it's it's great. Like I I can't wait to see what they're gonna do next because like I played it on performance mode, so it was running at sixty frames, and you know when you're running it on a monitor, four K HDR, it still looks incredible even at that mode. And then when you put it on the fidelity mode. You get the ray tracing and all that. And all that looks great, but the performance mode, man, like I would recommend people play it on that because running okay. at 60 frames a second, it's just, it's incredible. But I can't yeah. wait to see when we get the next game and like hopefully they ditch performance of fidelity mode and there's just the one mode where it's running right. essentially fidelity mode in 60 frames and it's, you know, it's not cross-gen. It's just built for the PlayStation 5. Right. And then what is that game? I don't know. What do you, you get to jump between in the campaign? You're playing as both. Do, do they Oof. bring in co-op? I don't know if that's Oof. something that we really want. Like in one end, I kind of do. But in the same sense, I like having just kind of a single personal story of Spider-Man, sure. you know, and maybe just kind of jumping between the two would be cool. And then maybe, maybe in moments where you are, they're both battling. You can kind of pick which one you want to fight as. And then the other one's just right. like an AI character. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a like a perfect scenario for what uh, like Ghost of Tsushima did, where like some some things you can do as co-op and other things like the main story you do by yourself, but then there are other things you can do it like specific things you can do co-op. Yeah, like, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, maybe you like play through the campaign, and then like once you beat the campaign, it unlocks the co-op mode, and then <laughs> you can do the minor little crimes and all those things like with a buddy. Like that would be cool. I think that's, that's kind of really the way cool. that they they could probably do that. And then sure. then the campaign is jumping between the two of them, you know, like you kind of like you did in the first in the first game. I mean, you you played as Miles a few times even though he wasn't Spider-Man, but you played as him, you played as Mary Jane, you played as, you know, Peter, you played as Spider-Man, and so maybe that's kind of the way to to do the the next campaign, but um what, I can't wait to see pop, where it goes. This just popped into my head. What if they did something like uh like a Dark Souls system where you're like going through and if you're having trouble with something, you could like Call, call the other spider-man for help and then yeah. it'd be like a co-op person that has like a limited time to be in there with you yeah, i mean doing something minor spoiler cool. i mean it's not really a spoiler in this one but like ultimately like they condensed the side quests and all that by having genki you know miles friend created an app on a phone it's called like the friendly neighborhood spider-man app and so you okay. can open that up and it's a phone and it's all the little crimes and things and it's the the way it's built into the fiction of the game is that the people in the city know of this app and they go in and if they need Spider-Man's help, they just call on it. So That's they could cool. keep that in the game and just say like, oh man, I need help here. You open up the app, call it, and it just finds another Spider-Man to come help you. And then somebody out there actually responds. Kind of like even Monster Hunter did that, I think, where it's like, that's oh. how you did co-op. You just would kind of okay. put the flare up. And then like if you wanted to just matchmake with somebody, you would open this up and you would see the people that are requesting help in whatever the mission was or whatever. That's that pretty would, cool. That would be cool. Maybe that's the way yeah. to do it. And then, you know, then you have certain suits that are unlockable by helping X amount of people, you know, maybe there's some sort of currency. And so it's, it entices you to go out there and, and help other people as either Spider-Man or, or you know, Peter or Miles. Sure. And then you're getting unlockables and we just created cool. the next Spider-Man game squid. We yeah, just did it for sure. That's what we need. Insomnia, give us up. Yep. Give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next, man? You're gonna play Miles. You're gonna jump into some Avengers, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh... So I, I think I'm gonna start my Avengers journey tomorrow. Okay. Looking forward to that. I yeah. I uh, was able to get. We were able to get my couple buddies their their PlayStations through uh, Best Buy when they were they just randomly had some for in store pickup. Cool. Um, 
So, yeah, so I think we're going to start that tomorrow. Did you play the beta Super. at all or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's, right. that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to is playing through that, the first couple <laughs> missions all over again. Yeah, but, but you mean, know what I'll tell you, man? Don't skip the campaign in that. Like, really, like, the best oh, yeah. part of that game, honestly, is the campaign. Like, the campaign, yeah. I mean, it, it's Spider-Man level. Even though there are some instances where you just kind of got to go into kind of the mindless mission where it's like, you just got to go complete this mission, and it's just one of the, like, multiplayer style missions where it's like go stand on these things a few times but right the story that's there and then the actual dedicated there are some missions that are just straight up like you know i mean you kind of know the story where it's like you got to go and get the avengers back like you know there's a mission you go get iron man there's a mission you go get hulk there's a mission all that stuff is in there so it, yeah. it's cool like it's good and then you know today they did the the war table for kate bishop and knowing that there's going to be missions specifically built for her like story missions in that um, so the the story that they were setting up in that war table makes me think that these content drops are going to be way bigger than I was expecting. I mean, th- like spoilers for anybody that didn't watch the war table, I would assume anybody listening to this soon will have. Yeah. I mean, they were talking about going to get Clint from a from alternate realities. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> what is? I mean, that can't. That's not just a story you're gonna have three three missions or four I missions know. to be. I like, mean, in my head, that's all I thought it was gonna be was like two or three missions. But no, man, like it's seeming like it's gonna be a decent little campaign. And then even they showed the uh, the Hawkeye right teaser, and it's like, wait a minute, we're going to like far flung future, and Maestro is there, and and he's taking over the world. The world is destroyed. Like what? Yeah. There's, yeah, well, that's I, why this game like so many people i think just got so hung up and how this game was just it needed to be a, a service game and it has to be like destiny and it's you know now it's terrible and it's worse than anthem and blah blah skip all that man like just look at what they're doing in the story side of things like to me right that's what has me excited about this game is it's like i'll right. hop in i'll play the story content probably play kate bishop level her up a little bit and then probably step away till hawkeye yeah Come back, best- play play those missions, play Hawkeye a little bit, step away. And then every time they dip this in, I'm in for that. It's just yeah. like reading a couple issues of a comic book. Like, right. I'm down. Great. And and the best part about it all, it's free. It's free. If you bought the game, all the additional content is free. Yep. <laughs> How do you complain about a game like that? I don't know, man. I, like, it's because it's- people had their expectations that it was going to be the new Destiny or the new Division or the new Anthem or whatever service, you know, online service game that that everybody's trying to compete with. It's like, just take it for what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't, was it you and yeah. I that had the conversation last time about how there's too many of these live service games? Did we talk um, about that? No, I think that was Dagobah. But oh, that's right. Okay. I, but I was like completely resonating with that conversation. <laughs> I was like, yes, you guys are so right about this. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to Avengers. I'm 100% going to, gonna main bishop when she comes out i'm she, just watching her she looks cool gameplay looks so cool yep, Any, anytime there's out a bow in the game sign me up that's yep. what i want to do it's gonna um, be great man yeah so i'm I'm looking forward to that obviously looking forward to starting miles gonna probably jump back into destiny once the next gen update hits what about and cyberpunk these... man that's coming up oh, oh my gosh and cyberpunk man my wallet's crying right now <laughs> Be on the lookout for Cyberpunk though, man, because I got the PS4 version for fifty off Amazon. But I saw it last week. I was I want to say it was like forty bucks even somewhere as well. 
Yeah. Um, but it's the, uh, but do you actually do you have the uh, disc, the digital yes. or the, the disc version of the, the physical? Okay, yeah, because that's what I got. Assassins was fifty, and uh, uh, Cyberpunk both for fifty. I pre-ordered on Amazon, and uh, okay. So right now, I, I you know if and if I find it cheaper, if Cyberpunk, if I find it cheaper on like Black Friday or something, I'll probably just buy it, you know, or pre-order it for that cheaper price, and then just cancel the one I have with Amazon sure. right now, because um, yeah, you do I'm, get that free I'm next gen upgrade. So that's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to uh, look get it at, get it at a discount. Because yeah. um, I, I think of my group of friends, I think I'm probably the only one that's going to play this one. Yeah. Um, unless I, you know, unless I talk it up and they have time to play it or whatever. Well, so. I was going to say, and it's probably going to be a massive game too. So if you're looking to kind of swap with somebody, like right. you're probably going to have it for a while. Or, or if they get it, you're, you're not going to be playing it for a while. So. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But all right, man. Well, let's wrap it up there, dude. Uh, oh, as always, man, appreciate you supporting the show. And uh, hopefully next time we'll have uh, some new games. Actually, we'll probably be talking about some cyberpunk. I would assume at that point. Hey man, um, I'm and, I'm down for it. I'm ready for that. This is gonna be a fun game. And another uh, month of the PS5 in our belts. So all yes. right, dude. I'll catch you next month, man. Take care. All right, thanks, Mark. All right. So joining me now, longtime patron of the show, Phantom Flyer. Flyer, what's up, man? Not much. Enjoying the PS5. Oh yes, yes. How, tell tell me your story. You had did you have it mailed to the house? Did it come right to yeah, the house? Yeah, I did. It came right to the house. Awesome. What, was, what, what was the first thing you fired up on it? Uh, first thing I fired up. Oh, that's Destiny Two. <laughs> was it really? To see the differences. Yeah. Nice. What what are you noticing um, on the PS5? Just load load quicker and all that, or I mean, is there any any graphical differences at all? A little bit better sharpness to it or anything, or? No. It seems so, yeah. Um, but I don't have my 4K monitor yet. I'm gonna okay. get it probably until December. Um, but I'm excited to see the difference once I get the 4K monitor because there's a lot of settings that are like disabled for me because I don't have it connected right. to. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, when's yeah, the next when the next gen upgrade comes? When is that? Like mid to early December? Like you're gonna see a drastic, drastic difference because I'm telling you, man, that game running on PC is like night and day totally different yeah. it's just you're you're faster everything about that game is so much smoother so when that finally comes to the ps5 you're gonna love it i can't wait so what uh what do you want to talk about this month man uh well uh i don't know how much of spider-man you want to talk about i don't know if you want there to be spoilers or no spoilers oh we, but... we could talk all you want because i uh <laughs> actually ta- i'm gonna be talking to matt clark here i think he'll be the next one after you in the feed and we're gonna get into spoilers so if you want to jump in i'm all about it because i'm i'm just probably as high in this game as you are i'm sure <laughs> well i just platinumed it which was nice <laughs> i haven't um... done that yet i haven't done that yet but i i, I plan to eventually Ooh, man, even the second time through, it's still emotional. <laughs> really, awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know. They they just those story writers, they're so good. Yeah, they know how to hit you. Um, okay, so what do you think, Osborne? Like, what that all is gonna be coming up in a <sighs> later game? I mean, they've already shown us that they can take a established spider-man villain like the tinkerer and give them a different origin story and have it be just a completely different character playing that right and finn finn wasn't the tinkerer obviously i mean the tinkerer is an old old spider-man character um i put it up in the discord chat today 
there's a episode of IGN's They're Beyond. That's like their PlayStation podcast. They had an interview with the creative director. And they kind of went down that path. And the, the host says, you know, I know you're not going to tell us who the next villain is or where anything's going with, uh, you know, kind of that mid credit scene. But is there anything you can give us? You know, anything? Are we going to see Venom is kind of what they said. And the guy just said, I could say that Venom is a very, very cool Marvel character. That was his response. <laughs> so my guess is knowing what they did with Finn being the tinkerer, I could see them potentially having, you know, Harry becoming Venom, you know, and, and it would make sense. I think in this world of, you know, knowing what Norman was trying to do to save his son and kind of the, the, you know, maybe having the symbiote be something that he created rather than, you know, something otherworldly and coming from from outer space i think it would just be cool i think you know it, it would it would kind of fit in what they're doing kind of retelling these stories but doing it with a new twist so yeah i definitely. think that's where we're heading man ah it's exciting i can't wait until they come out with the next one. Oh, i know right they knock it out of the park i mean really they have everything's established right they have the city they have the tech everything's under the hood i mean i would be perfectly fine give me one of these games every couple of years even if they're the length of miles you know like because because honestly like i love the last spider-man i mean i'm not gonna i don't know if i like this one more i like this one more and the other one more at times like there there's different reasons why i like them both but they're both just so good and this one being that it's shorter it's more condensed and focused and um like you said they're they just they know what they're doing (laughs) they're just nailing it um i actually liked it as a smaller more condensed story too yeah i I think you mentioned that in one of your episodes is that you actually enjoyed it that it was smaller and i i completely agree it was it was a good as a condensed story instead of kind of i mean the other one was good it did drag on, but it was good as it was dragging on. Right. Um, but yeah, the condensed story I thought it was going to be, I was going to be like, great. It's, there isn't going to be much to it, but pretty beefy, even with all the extra stuff you can do. Yeah. And, and I mean, it seems like, you know, the emotional side of it was almost more so because in the last game, because it was, I mean, they both were both video games, obviously, but the last one had a lot more like gamification to it. Like the video game, some of the collectible stuff was just pointless, right? That was kind of in there. And where this, you, I just kept feeling those like emotional campaign strings just pulling me to see what would happen next. And, you know, it just keeps delivering and just keeps building and building. And then even even just like the last game, all the little collectibles, like it's such a great way to tell a story. Like you'll find something and then, the, you know, in this one, just like the last one, how Peter did it, Miles comments on it and tells you something. Or even like the Aaron Davis missions you have where you're going around and, and collecting the like the beat samples. You know, yeah. like those have little story bits and Aaron will tell you something that like, you know, him and Miles' dad, like what they, what that meant to him and their relationship. And then, I mean, th- that ultimate mission where you go on kind of the scavenger hunt and yeah. you're hearing Miles' dad tell you all that. I mean, that's just, it's perfect. It's a great way to tell the story, man. It's awesome. What was your favorite suit? Uh, I honestly like, and I even, well, in the last game I played as the Stark suit all the time. Just, I just like that. And then this game, um, I just kind of the classic suit. I don't know why, like the Spider-Verse suit was cool. And I had that until I unlocked the classic suit. Um, and I thought I would actually enjoy the Spider-Verse like effects more than I did. Like it looks super cool. And like, it's so awesome. They have that in the game. But I think because the game is just so gorgeous, like the rest of yeah. the game world, that 
it's almost distracting when you see that. So some every once in a while, I'll put that on and just kind of go around and like maybe take out, you know, one of like the Rockstar Labs or whatever it is, just because it's kind of cool to have that style. But um, I just I love just the classic Spider-Man suits. So even in this, I just kind of rock just the classic Miles. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just kind of a, I don't know. Some of the suits to me are just too far over the top that it's like, no, I just want to be full on just straight up Miles. Like, I just like wearing that suit. Have Which, you unlocked the suit with the cat? The yet? bodega cat? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's going around yep. with Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, because the whole time, I mean, it's the cat's like making noises and all that. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and you do uh, the fin- one of the finishers, the cat pops out and just like, oops. <laughs> it's the enemy. <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah. If anything, yeah, that is definitely the suit. And actually, that's the one right now. If I went and booted up the game, that's the one that he's wearing right now. Because I actually didn't get that suit. Can you get it before you finish the campaign? Because I didn't get it till after the campaign. Uh, I think you can. Okay, um, I just you didn't just have to follow that story. Yeah. So see, I didn't. So I played through the campaign with that, and then that was one of the first things I did post camp, like post game. And um, so now that's kind of what I'm wearing right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I almost wonder like if you were wearing that during some of those emotional moments, like, is that, is the cat, like a Spider-Man there, like Spider-Man, the cat, is he there in I some of those moments? In some of them. Yeah. I think <laughs> there is one moment where, cause like he pops out and almost looks like he's raising the roof. I'm just like, okay, that's not a good time to be doing that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's great. But you know, you um, could just tell, like, they're just having so much fun making these games, giving all these little nods to so many things. It's, it's great. It's cool. And the quips are great too. I yep. love the quips. Yep. Even just little animations. Like I love when he would pull, you know, kind of when you're doing like the perch takedowns and every once in a while, like you'd pull one and then he kind of stumbles, you know, he kind of like slams her head in and then it's, he's like kind of catching himself so he doesn't fall. Like they just yeah. put in little things like that, that let you know, like that's not Peter, that's Miles. And, you know, Miles and his journey as Spider-Man is still very fresh. You know, Peter, when we saw him in the last game, he was a seasoned Spider-Man. He'd been Spider-Man for a while. I mean, hell, even him and Mary Jane had a, you know, relationship that has failed and you're kind of coming back to it again where this miles is only what a a mere months after he was bit and so he's still kind of learning the ropes and i thought that was awesome speaking of i actually hadn't seen the face of the spider-man yet um the new the new face i was like man that looks a lot like uh tom tom holland tom holland yeah yeah. looks a lot like tom holland if he was like all grown up yeah that's That's why that's what i could see that was one of the things a lot of people were saying that it, it kind of did look that actor that plays that now um, does kind of look like him. Um, but I didn't actually pick up the remastered. I, eventually I will. I, I was actually today looking at, um, you can see it in the menu on the PS five, like um, yeah. just for the, you know, the $20 add on someday I probably will get it. But um, right here off the bat, I didn't, cause I didn't really plan to play through it right now at all. Cause I just played through it again on PS four. So um, someday I'm sure That's I'll dip fair. back into it. I went ahead and bought the, well, the one I bought miles Morales. I got that whole pack where it came with everything so mm. i have i have it all i haven't played it again yet same as you but yeah. eventually it'd be kind of cool to go through that again i i kept saying like I, i'm sure when the next game is getting set to come out i'll probably play through both of these like that's gonna i think be my new thing is like when the new one's coming out play catch up on the story get in all those emotional moments again and then you know play the new one and just keep doing that because i don't see an end for this series anytime soon like these I games are not. just fantastic yeah um are you, oh i picked up valhalla oh did you what do you think so far so far so good i think the last thing that happened and it as i just got the uh weapon the the blade yeah okay so you're still in norway then right 
yeah i haven't i haven't gotten very far in it but so far i i, I like it i'm just i was skeptical and scared because um rpgs that are huge like that i get overwhelmed i haven't finished horizon zero dawn because of how because of it yeah beefy um even skyrim's never beat it i get to a certain point and i stop um so i i was scared that i might not fully get to experience it and um I'm, just, I'm gonna try. Here's 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 a couple tips I'll give you. And you know, number one, get out of Norway as soon as you can. So just follow the main the main quest. But mm-hmm. then even after that, like when you get to England, England to me is just, it's just more interesting. I mean, the landscapes are just even more gorgeous than Norway, just because the way the sun kind of goes over the fields and you know, I don't know, it's just, it's cool. It's like kind of fall, so all the and it, which kind of fits into right now. I mean, I was outside going for my run this morning as I'm like running and I'm looking around. I don't know if you've ever had this where like. You're so invested in a video game that then when you're out in the real world, like you're in your head seeing things that are giving you cues. And so like I'm, I'm running and I'm running by all these trees, you know, that that are, you know, the, the leaves have turned here in the Carolinas, as I'm sure as they probably have either turned or they're on the ground in most other places. And like I'm having flashes to England in Valhalla and like I want to run over a tree and like climb it. But I'm like, no, I can't, can't, <laughs> you know, can't hold the trigger to do that here. I'm just running. But um, when you get to England, it's it's just a lot prettier but then also like and, and i was kind of reading on just some reviews and that that people have said and just tips and people are saying just kind of stick to the main quest through a lot of this like because the places they take you end up you'll end up crossing paths with a lot of that side content on your way there so like i've had a couple instances i was i had streamed the last couple days and i was like oh let me go f- find this mystery and go to this wealth node and i would go to all these places and waste this time and then i would go back to the main quest and then it would bring me to those same places where I just went. And I'm like, well, I could have just did this while I was doing the main quest portion of it. You know, I mean, there, there still is a lot that you can go out on. But then also a lot of people said, like, just following the main quest, you're, you're going to level up enough. You're going to power up enough where if you kind of go out and do some of that side stuff, you're actually going to almost over level. And so when you go back to the main quest, it's just kind of like not even that it's really easy mode, but it's just kind of it's just not fun anymore. So a lot of people are saying, just kind of follow the main quest. Like it'll kind of pull you around. So that's pretty much what I've started doing right now. The only things that I'm kind of side doing on the side is anytime I see um, like a tower, you know, or, or what do they call it? Where you kind of synchronize with the the little bird things. Cause those become fast travel points. So if okay. the main quest has me go to a place, I try to hit all the sync points like on the way there, or even if I got to deviate just a little bit. So then I can kind of fast travel back to, cause, cause then a lot of times, the main quest will bring you to areas around those hubs. And then this way you can just kind of get around a little bit quicker if you don't feel like, you know, traversing the the space. Um, but uh, it's kind of for me right now, it's kind of just like a, a comfort food. Like it's not really difficult. It's not hard. It's just, I don't know. It's just using the power of that PlayStation 5, you know, to go yeah. into this kind of medieval setting. It's like either I can go play Spider-Man, swing around and have a, a just a lot of fun and a blast over there. Or I can just escape to this kind of even though it's not fantasy but just like this medieval world and just live the life of a viking like it's i don't know i'm enjoying both games kind of almost equally going back and forth between the two yeah yeah definitely and um godfall too yeah tell me about godfall because i was on the fence about picking up godfall but then like hearing there's no matchmaking right which to me is there is no matchmaking There's a lot of drop balls in Godfall. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, I, I still feel like it was good. The story was meh. Um, the end game is a little meh. I feel like they should have made it a certain... Um, 
what's the terminology i forget but it's like a service game i think okay yeah like a destiny type thing that can at least to some extent do it yeah um i feel like this game would have benefited more if it was um but i understand that a lot of people um that play the games are kind of tired of like the i don't get the full game what i I don't get what i pay for right um but it's like in this case they're like damn if they do damn if they don't right it's like they didn't do that and people are like oh there's not enough in this game but then if they did it (laughs) people would have pissed and be like oh you're just another anthem you're terrible it's like well it's still what do you want (laughs) it would be nice to be able to play with other people um since i don't have really anyone to play with i played it all solo but this end game stuff i i think i would want to have a at least try to find someone to play with um just to see how it's what it's like co-op um, but I would say it's a, since it's not at that $70 price point, um, it's worth it. Hmm. Uh, as long as you, you just kind of want mindless action fun, it's yeah. worth it. And if you plan on playing with friends, it's even more worth it. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. One of the, one of my buddies that I play, uh, like destiny with. He, he lives over in the UK and he's been unable to get a PlayStation 5. And like, this was one of the games we were kind of looking at, you know, if we both ended up getting enough, cause you know, we'd be able to play together and being that he didn't get the PS5 yet. I mean, he's probably going to get one soon. I'm thinking that this may be a game that like down the line when it goes on sale, pick it up together, you know, and then kind of play, play together. It'd probably be fun. But I mean, watching the videos, man, I was on the fence. Cause that's what everybody says. The combat looks to be a lot of fun like it just seeing the characters kind of sliding around and i mean gore, just in terms of the graphics i mean it looks incredible um, yeah combat is a lot like uh god of war that's what i've heard yeah so one of these days i'm definitely going to get to that i actually picked up i was thinking about getting demon souls and um you know i never played the original but i played you know some of the dark souls games and, and bloodborne and that but then you know i really wanted to get it just because it looks so good you know seeing the mm-hmm. graphics but then it was just like the reality of like am i really gonna get through this game and so i did the opposite and i got sack boy um because <laughs> i was just like man i want to i well really was because i played turn because astrobot man you play astrobot yeah. and it's like this game is incredible it's just this fun joyful game you know where they're they're it's not even really a tech demo it's just showing you everything the controller can do and then I was watching some reviews on Sackboy, and they're like, hey, they do a lot of the DualSense stuff in that game as well. And they do. Like, it's, I'm, I've been playing some of that, and it's just fun just going through the levels of, it almost feels like like a Mario game in that sense, you know, where you're just, um, just big smile on your face. And it, and it actually, the, the difficulty's starting to ramp up a little bit in terms of the platforming, which uh, is pretty good, which I'm glad they're doing that, because the first couple levels, I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be, you know, a very easy game. But then I'm on now, like, I think the 10th or 11th, stage and like there's it's getting there now where you know timing based and all that and the physics are way better than they were in like little big planet like sackboy actually feels more like you're playing a mario game which is good because that was kind of always one of the problems with those little big planet games was they were so floaty and just didn't have the precision that you would need for a, a good platformer because that's really this what this game is it's not there's no creation tools or anything like that like they've done in, in any of those little big planet games it's actually just a straight platformer um so that's been that's been good and you know i use the excuse if i had to get a game that my kids could play too but um you know it was really just for me to be (laughs) be able to play another fun platformer so but i recommend it man if you're looking for something like along the lines of astros um and the soundtrack is great i mean it's 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 fantastic but what do you think of astros man being a game designer like was your head just like spinning when you were seeing all that stuff 
I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you. I deleted it as soon as what? Did you not enjoy it, or did you even play it? I didn't even try it. No, I was just like, I want to get into these other games because I know that like the controller, the um, the stuff with the controller, I'd be able to feel it in some of the newer games. So I was like, ah, if it's just showcasing the controller, no, I already. (laughs) I promise you, man. I promise you, like it is. It's amazing. Like you, you as a game designer, because what it does is it doesn't only just show the controller. It shows you like design things that could be done with the controller. And there's some things that you'll, you'll see and you'll be like, I never would have thought of that. Like, why hasn't anybody done this even with like the dual shocks before? Like they're, they're doing things that are, that probably could have been done. Not, not vibration wise, but like gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, have you always owned like Sony systems? Yeah. Dude, it's a love letter. It's a love letter to PlayStation fans. Like, there's the little Astrobots as you're playing it. Like, each world is based off one of the systems. So you'll play like there's the PlayStation world. There's PlayStation Two. There's PlayStation Three. And as you're going through, you're collecting pieces of the actual system, like these high res versions of a PlayStation Two, high res version of like you know the memory unit that you would use, or a high res version of the thing you'd plug in that would have give you four controller ports. Like all little things like that that you have to find throughout each level. But then the little Astrobots themselves are like on the side of the screen, and like one, you always see one. He'll have like a camera, like he's filming a scene, like he's a director or whatever. And then two of the little Astrobots or three of them will, will be like reenacting an old Sony game. So like, there's one where these guys are playing, and it's not always like a Sony first party. Like there's one where they're playing, or the two guys are acting out like Tekken, or they're you know I came across one. One had like a little Crash Bandicoot mascot, or you'll see Kratos, <laughs> or you'll see like a Resident Evil one, and it's just. It's it's such a fun game to play and just see all those old PlayStation games that were just, you know, known for being on the PlayStation platforms. It's oh man, I can't believe you deleted it. You got to get it. <laughs> all right, you oh, I promise me. you, man. From a design standpoint, it would be nice to see all the stuff because i think you mentioned something about blowing on the mic and that wasn't showcased in any of the games that i played so yeah. far and so you know what that I'm didn't sure work that well plenty of things that didn't work yeah. that well so <laughs> that's the one thing i if you and if you get to that point if you mute because there's a mute button on the ps5 controller just mute it and it automatically does it for you so that's kind of cool and because of you know covid virus not a good idea to be blowing on the microphone <laughs> or on your controller <laughs> just don't do it even though it's yourself just don't do that but everything else is just awesome. And then when you feel like every little footstep he takes, like on metal, it's like ting, 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 ting. Or when you're in the sand, how it feels. Or it feels when you're on ice. Like, oh, man. it's You'll love it, fam. I promise. Especially, I mean, you're graduating soon, right? Would you, would you say in a month? You're done with school? Yeah, next month. I'm oh, done good. halfway through the month because my next class starts this Monday. So in the middle or near the end of November. So in the middle of December is going to be the end. Wow. Well, I bet you one of your, one of your uh, homework assignments from your professor will be to play Astrobot Cause I have a feeling that <laughs> it's going to be, <laughs> it's definitely going to be a game that a lot of uh, teachers are going to be looking at and saying like, yeah, here's how this, this new generation of consoles, here's some things that can be done and, and what you should do. Um, yeah, man. Well, all right, dude, well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there, man. I'm, I, uh, you know, appreciate you obviously for continuing to support the show and uh you know if we're talking some ps5 here man we uh you know hopefully i'm trying to think like what are you getting cyberpunk are you planning on getting? oh that? yeah it's it's pre-ordered okay all right because i was on the fence a little bit but now i mean i did pre-order it through amazon i'm like you know what i gotta get into this game and then just seeing some of the previews this week 
I mean, have you watched any of the the preview coverage this week that just came out? You might need to send me a link. Okay. I've been in the dark from okay because of school. So I was watching one yesterday. I think it was IGN, and they played for like sixteen hours, and they were like the tutorial on that didn't even end until like ten or twelve hours in. Like the way what? just the game kind of like open open really until like the ten or twelfth hour, just because there's so much to do and i mean you talking about an rpg and like not like i almost was even second guessing like man do i even want to jump into this game which i do but it's going to be massive like and and you know kudos to cd project red right somewhat being an indie studio being able to put something out on that scale um i mean i guess if you get a follow-up to witcher you got to go big right so you gotta go big and I, i think they're doing that so but i wish i just wish we were getting the next gen version day and date you know that's what's gonna I be. I thought, you mean? Oh well, I think they said that uh, the PS4 version is gonna be upgraded for free for people who. Oh, it will be. It oh, PS4. it will be, but yeah. it's not gonna be till like spring. Oh. So it's well, like sorry. I wish we were just getting that day one, just drop that version, you know, like. But now, which I mean, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, your saves are gonna be there, but it's like, I want to play through that version of the game first, you know. I don't want to, but uh, whatever. We'll be playing the game anyways. It looks gorgeous as it is, so. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm sure next month we'll be talking about that for sure. Um, since we're both picking that up. So, Oh yeah. I'm excited. But, all right, man. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there again, man. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll be talking next month, man. All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care, dude. All right. So joining me now here, longtime patron of the show. And I wanted to hold him to be the last caller here on the patron show because i know we're going to do some spoilers here so uh joining me now matt clark matt what's up dude how's it going mark i'm fantastic i just finished a small little bag of sugar cookie m&ms because christmas season is here i don't care what anybody else says wait so, a minute so, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on the sugar cookie m&ms like what is i haven't seen I'm these sorry yet. white chocolate sugar cookie m&ms it's a little much but that's why i got a tiny bag so is it is it are we talking like are they small like classic M&M size but with the chocolate yeah. tasting like that or is it like the white chocolate and then maybe have a piece of sugar cookie in the middle of the M&M So travel with me in your mind's eye Okay a small piece of sugar cookie oh, enrobed in a layer of white chocolate wrapped in the classic chocolate coated candy m&m that you know we all know and love and it's wow. uh it's interesting um i don't think i'm in danger of buying another bag but it's <laughs> a, a nice little treat <laughs> but you could a, say you've had them yes you could say you've had them before so you've you've gone on that yeah. journey and uh, you're one of the lucky few for now at least that has tasted <laughs> it nice. it's like when you see one of those new oreo flavors it's like oh this is like a bacon flavored whatever Oreo. <laughs> yeah. well, I gotta try it. You know, <laughs> awesome, man! I gotta look at be on the lookout for those. Those I definitely uh, want to give those a shot for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, let's jump in here, man. What do you want to talk about? I know what you want to talk about, but uh, tell tell the listeners what are we gonna talk about this month, man? Mark, 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 Mark. Okay, so um, I'm a broken record, and I am a person of you know kind of a one track mind. And on the Discord, I haven't shut up in the past month about Miles Morales, you know, posting everything I've seen, like, hey guys, did you see this? Hey guys, did you see that? And um, for the first time ever, 
I rolled credits on this game the, I guess, the night it came out. That's um, crazy. <laughs> uh, which I'm, I'm not sure I'm proud of. Um, <laughs> but it was I worth it, right? I mean, that game, if yeah. you're going to do it for any game, this is probably the game to do it with. And it's a short game. Right. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed of myself. But I'm, I've been blown away by it. Um, I know you say that the original Spider-Man is was your game of the year when it came out. Like for me, this is pro- it was probably my favorite game of all time. I'm like that basic uh, casual gamer, and so for me, it was just like everything I wanted and more. I was so stoked for Avengers, and it kind of let me down because I've kind of plateaued where I am. But this is like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. This game, man, like, I mean, I've been talking about it here in the podcast these last couple of days, and actually one of our previous uh, guests here, so people listening to the podcast, we talked a little bit about it, um, who he hadn't played it yet, but he was kind of getting my thoughts on it. But dude, this game, Spider-Man, I mean, like I said, yep, one of my top three games of all time, but this, I think, like, condenses and, like, crystallizes everything that is great about that game. Yes. And then just continues building upon this character that... You know, Into the Spider-Verse, I think, really brought Miles to the public eye. And so many people got to kind of experience that character for the first time. But this time, we get to live as that character and kind of experience all those those moments with him. And I can't say it enough. The, the writing <clears throat> team at Insomniac, it's just incredible what they're doing, what they do with the last game and what they've done with this game. Like, they just nail everything. Everything about it, everything from, you know, just the the main mission or the main quest, the campaign, to the little side things, to the little nuggets of story bits you get from audio logs or from the collectibles. Like, everything about it is just, it's perfect. Like, I, I just love it. I'm with you, Matt. Yeah. Like, I love this game. I adore it. Like, it is, it's incredible. It's, I'm, for, for me, and I think I've beat the dead horse on this every time we talk, like, the narrative and the story is so important and it's, it's near flawless on this. Um, how far have you got in the game? Because even with the side missions, there's some things that if you haven't gotten through it, I don't want to spoil it for you. I've, I've done, uh, I've done pretty much beat the campaign, did the side mission with who's you, who's the girl who's painting the mural. I did all that with like the Fisk stuff, did all that. I just yesterday, I went back to it and did the scavenger hunt. That okay, your dad cool. sets up, which was totally unexpected and was just an emotional pull through that whole thing, especially if you played the previous game and kind of know, you know, Miles' story there and him and his father's relationship yeah. and then how that plays into this scavenger hunt, which if you've rolled credits on the game and you haven't done the scavenger hunt mission in the game yet, go back and do it. It's post post. Post campaign is where it pops up, and it's just fun to do. Number one, being the, it's a scavenger hunt, and number two, the story bits that kind of play out there were just great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I had me almost in tears again, man. Like this going through it, it's yeah. it's fantastic. And rolling through, I've never platinum the game. I've never, you know, I've never been too concerned with that. Um, but I was going through looking at you know all the trophies that I had, and there was one that I. That I missed and in I guess it's the top I guess the northwest section of the map is the cemetery in Harlem and you have the opportunity to see um, 
Miles' dad's grave. Oh, God, there don't tell like me that. Fresh flowers, and you can walk up to it. And it's this, like, solemn moment where, at this point, I forget which suit I was in, but just, like, to see, like, this evolved Miles. Um, and, like, there's a nice camera pan. It wasn't my janky controller, I swear. Um, there's this nice camera pan <laughs> and, like, moment where Miles just, like, kneels at the grave. And it's just, it's one of those classic Peter Parker, Uncle Ben moments but in this new iteration with completely different meaning um, yeah. that would not be as strong without the storytelling. Um, I th- what I love about this game is that you see, I guess, Miles and then the Miles, the protagonist, and then you have Finn, mm-hmm. who's the antagonist there. They're such mirrors of each other because like, they've experienced tragedy in the same way. Both people who they love being lost to something beyond their control by someone who had nefarious purposes and they've each approached it a different way. That's why I think the the ending of this game is such an earned moment. I yep. think it would have seemed so trite if the storytelling hadn't been on point, but because we get to know so much about Miles and Finn and their relationship um, through all these side quests and um, all these little nuggets that the writers and developers into this game it's amazing that the game is as short as it is but as impactful as it is yeah like it yeah. You uh you listen to the same podcast I listen to um and I, I put it up in our Discord the um the IGM podcast Beyond which is like their PlayStation podcast uh, mm-hmm. they have an interview with uh the creative director for the game and that was some of the things that he was hinting on as he was like you know being that the game they kind of knew going in that it was going to be shorter that they never really felt hindered by that. They actually made it, it almost made them feel almost more free to just tell this story, a more directed narrative, you know, where with the previous game and and really kind of any open world game like that, they have to have all this side content and give players all these things to do. And, you know, it's probably kind of hard to bring it back to that main story. You always got to find a funnel to bring players back to that. Where in this, sure, we had our, side missions and you have your collectibles and those things in there but because the story moves so fast and and honestly like for me the narrative strings in this one were pulling me much stronger i think than they were in the original spider-man like even though like i just played through that game recently and i still you know playing it on new game plus i pretty much just mainline the main story and you kind of want to see where it goes you had moments in there where they were putting in like those mini games of remember like the uh I don't know, matching up all those tiles and, you know, and, you know, the story beats where you you were like figuring things of like circuitry and DNA and all that. And that was like unneeded gameplay, right? It kind of broke up that narrative um, progress you were making where this was more just like, Hey, here's the cutscene, Here's the story. Here's what it is. Here's the mission. And you're moving on. And like, I just always wanted to know what was going to happen next. And I'm sure that's why you played through it all in one night. Cause I mean, if I could have, I probably would have did the same thing. Cause I was just so pulled to that story because they made so the characters so interesting. And then, you know, the idea of having Finn be the tinkerer was great because then, you know, him and my, or, um, you know, miles and, and her have this like long lasting relationship coupled with this tragedy of Rick, you know, passing away. And so that kind of puts Finn on her revenge path. But then, you know, once miles kind of learns what's up with her, he needs to stop her to try to save her. And, you know, I don't know, man, it's just the way they weaved it all together was just, it's great. Like it really shows you the power of the video game medium, you know, like how, 
how a video game can tell a story. Insomniac is like right now, I think at the top of their game as one of the best out there showing what you can do in a video game space to tell a story. That's, I agree a hundred percent. And whether it was, whether, whether they were like, you know what, let's make a shorter game or <laughs> maybe they looked at the first Spider-Man and were like, you know what, let's try and condense this. Um, because I think that's one of the things the original Spider-Man suffers from. It's like, I've also, you know, done multiple playthroughs of that. And that is one of the things that just kind of gets you is, you know, you can mainline the story and get done with it. But then to like finish the whole game, you've got gobs and gobs of side things. to do. Some yeah. of them, like you said, were just like uh, dumb, like uh, <laughs> yeah. the stupid pigeon mission. Yeah, um, helping the dude find his pigeons, and I was so scared in this game that I was gonna have to do the same thing. I held off on doing that task in the app until it was like the last thing I did in the game because I was like, "If I now gotta go catch these dumb pigeons," but it was only a couple of them, and they made it so much easier, which I'm so glad because that took me forever in the first game. Yeah, um, just one of those things that they took a look at and they and massaged it and made it a little bit better, easier to swallow for us. There was even a comment, I think Peter says at one point, I think Miles, doesn't he give him a suit? Or so, or something happens and, and Peter <laughs> says like, oh, you know, that, that visor's great so you can see the pigeons. Then he kind of comments, he's like, but uh, we're, we're not going to do that. Or something like that. You know, just kind of comments <laughs> yeah. like, they knew they listened to feedback and kind of wrote it into the narrative. Like, yeah, the pigeons are, were a dumb idea. We're sorry. Love it. The Even having to chase people through the city, um, I think that was something that was something that was at times can be so difficult until you like, master the mechanics of traversing the city. Like I'm so glad that they cut down on it and there were just like cut scenes at certain points. Cause it's like, you know what? I can only retain interest in chasing somebody through the city for so long. To right. Like, you know what? Go ahead. You earned it. Like you can escape. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but they just, they, they cut through it and I was very glad with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, what did you think of the combat? Like having the the different tool set with him, you know, with all the venom abilities and the, the ability to go invisible. Like, I mean, obviously that's Miles as a character, that's his his power set. But I just, I don't know, it made the combat. I, I'm almost gonna say more fun. I mean, he didn't have as many gadgets, and maybe that's where Spider Man, you know, had the up in terms of the gadgets. But I think his venom abilities and the invisibility just adds to the way you could approach each encounter just differently. Like I really enjoyed it. And the fact that, you know, building up those venom abilities were basically you needing to be on the offensive or of course dodging. But like when you're dodging, you're in the fight, you know? So it kept you in the moment, like, all right, I got to build up my venom meter. Let me go get in there, kind of dodge around a little bit, get a couple punches in, and then I can bring it with that. Like I really enjoyed it. What did you think just of the combat overall? I, I really liked it. I, originally I was kind of, perturbed a little off put at the lack of gadgets but i think all these choices reflected miles's character um to a t like he's 17 so he's not gonna have you know 10 different gadgets like peter <laughs> yeah uh, you know um with the invisibility when you originally are able to turn invisible it's for like five or six seconds and yep. then you start blinking and you know and so it's like you feel that that pressure and that um, that anxiety like miles and he's like, Oh crap. Like I'm turning visible again. I got to, you know, web out of here somewhere. Um, it lent itself so great to combat. Um, 
now that I'm going through on New Game Plus, and you can control it a little bit more, um, I really like it. Especially with all the different Venom abilities. Like, I love the, the Venom, is it Venom Slam or Venom Jump or whatever? Where you jump up in the air and then you pound the ground. Yeah, like the big AOE effect. Oh, yeah. Up. I use that a lot. Yeah, I love that. Um, but also, I've got in my skill tree set where... Um, what, is, what is it? I guess the more Venom ability you use, the longer your invisibility can last. But at the same time, it has kind of like the caveat of the more combat you do while invisible it uses that invisibility energy. I don't know what the, the name of it is. Hmm. So now, like, staying invisible, I can be invisible for, like, 10, 12 seconds, you know, take a couple guys out and yeah. still get out of there without being noticed, which it's is t- great. I'm telling you, man, taking down some of those rocks on, um, not the labs, but I'm, it's like kind of where they have some of the um, the items you got to collect to upgrade your suits. And that yeah. some of those, like, little construction areas, like, there's a lot of enemies in there. And I find myself kind of getting in the fight, getting burned down a little bit. But I love being able to just quickly go invisible and then kind of, you know, sneak out of the way. And then you can kind of perch yourself up somewhere and just kind of watch. And then start picking them off, build up some venom, and then, you know, go back in there and, and hit them again. Like, it's it's fun. Like, I think they really, you know, kind of just added to that combat to make it, you know, you got to think a little bit more tactical with him but you have more options to do it rather than just throw gadgets down you know you can you can be a little bit more stealthy if you want um i think that's awesome now you know the ending of the game i i want to switch a little bit to that man because like i once i saw kind of what was going on i remembered and they mentioned it in that that interview the um the trailer the original trailer that essentially that original trailer we saw was kind of the end of the game or that not the final moment but kind of like the the big thing that he does but I didn't expect them to take Finn out, man. I really didn't. Like, I thought, you know, she was going to be able to have some sort of redemption. But, you know, in the end, like, it wouldn't really be a Spider-Man story unless you had that tragedy. I mean, obviously, the death of his father is kind of his ultimate tragedy. But, you know, they just they had to put another tragic moment in there for us as players. And um, it was earned, man. Like, I, it, it really was an yeah. awesome moment. I... I, something had to happen to her character. Like that sounds, I don't know, that kind of sounds, <laughs> um, I guess a little dark, but I think with as far as she had gone down this road, they're definitely the type of headstrong character where she wouldn't have, you know, stayed in prison. True. Um, yeah. Unless it was some sort of, uh, like I'm sentencing myself to this. Like I'm staying in here because I truly believe that I should be here, which she doesn't believe. Right. Because she truly felt that she was doing the right thing for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I wasn't, while I was surprised it took that turn, it was like miles was either going to well, miles would have never killed her, but you know, I felt like something like that was coming, but I'm so glad that the character got that that I don't know it's kind of a gray area too because she didn't admit that she was wrong right she never apologized well I guess she does say I'm sorry but uh, she didn't apologize for you know being the tinkerer she just ultimately let her relationship with Miles be the strongest thing you know and that overcame everything Mm -hmm. Um, 
I felt I was scared for miles at that point. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it's like, dude, uh, it was such a such a well acted moment as well with yeah, the man. motion capture like his, the the actor who played his mother the actor who played um, Finn like all these different things like the inflections the the emotions they were so on point and then you see the community come around him and they're like who's that that's our Spider-Man like yes. such a, a powerful moment like this yeah. moment is the game was chock full of moments like this. Like, yeah, I mean, how many people one... saw his face, right? There's probably at the end, there's probably yeah. 10 people that all saw his face. And they're like, go, it's... like, you're you're our guy. We're going to protect you from the media and from the police. And then when they say, like like, that did moment, you see his face? Uh, like, he's, he's our Spider-Man. In Spider-Man 2 on the train yeah. where he has to stop Doc Ock from, uh, you know, crashing the train. And then he has to slow the train down. And the people pass Tobey Maguire they, they pass over their him heads. Overhead, and... yeah. Ooh, like I'm getting cold chills right now, dude. Perfect Spider-Man movie. Uh, but it's just like, <laughs> I am so angry with myself that I withheld myself from the world of video games for so long <laughs> to experience this type of storytelling because like never in my life would I think that I would be sitting in a chair at like three o'clock in the morning crying at my TV because a fictional character just sacrificed themselves yep. in a Spider-Man video game. Like, well, dude. Dude, that's what, like, almost, like, I finished that game, and I wanted to just run out to the living room and, like, tell my wife and tell the kids, like, oh, my God, this Spider-Man story was incredible. But, like, they just wouldn't care. So it's like I almost want there to be some way for other people to experience this story writing. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously we're getting that with the MCU and all that, but it's like – Man, I mean, it's just, they are killing it, Insomniac, with these games. And honestly, dude, like, the next game, I would be fine if it comes two years. From, I mean, I, I hope it would come sooner than two years, but, like, they built the city. The tech is there. Just give us another Miles-style game. Even if it's just Spider-Man and Miles now, and it kind of goes back and forth between their stories, I'll take another six- to eight-hour campaign. Give me that. Like, if they just keep, if this is just the train we're rolling on here, I'm almost cool with that. Because it's like these stories are so good that they're just, you know, the the vehicle and for them to tell us the story is there. So just keep them coming. Like I'll, I'm, I'm I'll an, sign up all day for every one of them. Yeah, I'm an actor, so I'm I'm a huge proponent of you know either like live theater or acting. There's something in it. Well, like live theater itself, there's something in that connection about it happening live on stage in front of you that cannot be replicated in movies or, you know, TV or video games or anything. But like, there's something so special about this medium, um, being able to have like the music and the storytelling mm -hmm. and the actors like selling these emotions, like that just makes a perfect moment. And I'm so excited to see what Insomniac does. Um, yeah. I guess last thing real quick, I've also, well, I played uh, Miles Morales on my PS4. Um, I withheld myself from jumping in the pit for a, a PS5. Um, but I have been watching a lot of the the video for the remaster of the original Spider-Man. Yeah. And one thing that I hope they are able to improve on and maybe coax this actor through is this new Peter Parker. Um, Yuri Lowenthal, who does the voice of him, is still 
fantastic and iconic and I want to meet the man and buy him a drink. But this new face actor um, in the, I watched the the last 20 minutes of the game, which is the big cut scene, the, yep. the big last fight with Doc Ock and then the resolution. Um, and it just didn't do it for me. Um, oh man, that's not the guy. The guy's face does not read emotion and maybe he's just trying to look very stoic, but I think that's one of the things that the original motion capture artist was so good at just mm-hmm. showing us the pain and the, the turmoil within Peter Parker. Like when you're falling down the building fighting Doc Ock and it's like, he's like, you knew all along. And like, I hate that you're making me do this. And it's just like, just a stone face and it's just like oh, oh no please like, i thought the whole point of getting this guy was uh, it was going to be better motion capture it's it's in better detail let me tell oh, you that it, God. it looks the graphics look amazing and pristine and fantastic but i just lost so much of the performance wow um, when it, this is a spoiler for original spider-man so if you haven't played it i mean i guess whatever you're this far in uh, <laughs> aunt may is like take off the mask let me see my nephew and I was waiting for like a, like, yeah. <laughs> it's oh. like the, that, that hurt for me after coming off this high of miles to see, I don't know. And that's my own opinion. So maybe other people will think it's a, yep. a good performance. It's something that I'm not as enthused about. Oh, dude, that's not good. I was actually hovering over the, uh, I think you can add it on the PS5 for an extra 20 bucks. Cause I, I didn't buy the ultimate edition. I was like, yeah. I'm going to hold off on getting it. And then when I got it, um, you know, I finished Miles and I was thinking in my head, I was like, man, like maybe I should get the remaster. And I saw where you can, it's actually, you have to do it from within the game. And it's just like an add-on for 20 bucks. And I was like, nah, maybe I'll hold off. Cause I'm, I'm worried. Like they're saying you can bring in your save from, from, you know, PS4 eventually. Like it's not there yet, but that is something that's coming. Cause I would love to be able to bring in my PS4 save, but I'm almost wondering then. So is the game going to bend then be two separate saves you know what i mean like is it just going to download remastered as a separate launchable title like i'm not sure so i think i'm going to wait and see kind of how that plays out and make sure there's no issues yeah. with those saves because i don't want to i don't want to pull in that save and then have it like wipe out my mile save or something you know like i'm just going to wait yeah, yeah. till till those that that ability is there and just make sure everything is fine but um yeah man it's uh it's such a good game and you know i know you just like me we're recommending everybody play it even if you didn't get a ps5 like i mean matt you played on the ps4 all reports the game runs great there as well so just do not miss out on this game play this game it is it's fantastic so all right matt well let's uh let's wrap it up there man i i appreciate you as always for continuing to support the show and i'm sure we'll be talking some more spider-man um here through the discord for sure as more people are playing it actually when i talked to um squid last night he's getting it soon so he's going to be getting through that as well so i I will always share the good message of spider-man yep (laughs) (laughs) all right man we'll catch you next month man take care thanks all right well there you go that's it for the callers on this episode but we did get uh, one written in question as well. And this one comes to us from Astastic. And he said, good morning. He says, I'm driving home the other day, listening to YouTube on places to secure myself a PlayStation 5. So the channel mentioned or mentioned BrickSeek.com and it would tell you everything in stock at your local Walmart. It said there were six plus in stock. And I was like, okay, let me go see. So I get home from picking up my son and my wife and mom and daughter are at home. My wife and mom are talking while the daughter is doing some homework in the other room. 
I said, hey, babe, I'm going to run to Walmart real quick to see if Walmart has any PlayStation 5s in stock. My wife looks at me with a straight face and says, if you get the PlayStation system, you can wrap it up for Christmas. I was like, no, that's the whole reason why I'm going to get it now. And she said, then uh, we're sub- supposed to be buying a new playset for the kids. And until uh, they play set, or until they get the playset, uh, you can't, or until they get the playset set up, you can't play the PlayStation. And I was like, done. But now I can't find a PlayStation, so now I can take my time to build the playset for my kids. Now, here's the question What deals do you have to make, or would you make it to make your wife and kids, or make with your wife and kids in order uh, to get your hands on that quote unquote next gen system? the next time and he says the deal doesn't have to be related to console so i think honestly i think you were doing this through uh uh auto speak there astastic but he was basically saying that his wife said hey you put that playset together or you can't play with the playstation until you get that playset together and so basically he was going to come home immediately and be doing everything he needed to do to get that playset set up right because they wanted to do the playstation now i'm trying to think like how far i would go and in my past the only story that comes close to this because i don't really have one that's necessarily like this but Years ago, I had a motorcycle when I was in college. Loved my bike, right? Moved down to the Charlotte area when I graduated college. And uh, we, we just didn't have anybody to ride with because we used to ride with my parents. Both my parents rode. We had some other friends that had bikes. And so we would go all around the Northeast, um, you know, going to like Lake Placid or Lake George or go out to Massachusetts. It was just always fun riding bikes with folks. When we moved down here, we didn't have anybody because it was just my wife and I here in the Carolinas. So got rid of my motorcycle. So then, you know, years go by. My son's born and my daughter is born. And here I am just wanting another motorcycle and like that idea of convincing my wife having kids to get another bike you know that's dangerous couldn't really you know convince her so i came up with the bright idea that how about to save money and money on you know motorcycles are cheaper on insurance they don't use as much gas and at the time i was leaving the pharmacy i was working at and getting a new job that was going to be a shorter commute i said why don't i get a motorcycle We'll sell my car so we don't have to pay insurance on that because we already have one car, right? We got one vehicle. We don't need two. I'll have a motorcycle. I'll ride the motorcycle to, to work every day. So she looks at me straight face and says, sure. Meanwhile, deep down, she knows I'm going to be riding that thing in the rain and in the cold because by this point, it was probably like September. Stupid me. Still went along with it, man. We sold my car. Got a brand new, it was a, a Suzuki Boulevard, gorgeous bike, right? Brand new, the thing was awesome. But probably rained every single day that I owned it starting at the new pharmacy I was at. I mean, the, the people, I mean, we, we always laugh about it in the pharmacy. Like when I started there, I, here I was like biker guy, thunderstorms every day when I was getting off work. I had a whole bodysuit I was having to put on, drive this thing in pouring ass rain, course it got cold in the winter every day you know bundling all up going there you know my wife just laughing at me every day like hey this is what you chose you're gonna have to deal with it just to get that motorcycle well that lasted about maybe just a couple more months as we got into spring and it was like all right we got to get a car and sure enough we went and bought another car but only me right that's only something i would do you know just having to get that motorcycle doing what needed to be done to get it um you know i did it and you know we we still look back and my wife's like hey that was your choice you dealt with it and had to do it so i went so far as astastic to get a new motorcycle to sell my car and literally drive that motorcycle through rain no snow but uh, yeah, it was it was some pretty cold ass mornings here. I mean, granted, I live in the Carolinas, and I said cold. I mean, it does get we'll get you know sometimes high twenties, low thirties. But when you're going you know 55, 60 miles an hour down the road, 
it's cold. So, and I didn't have a windshield on that thing either because I don't, I don't put windshields on bikes. It was a, more of a cruiser, but I'm like, no, I'm not putting a windshield on it. So it was freezing. And, uh, yeah, I did that. That was, uh, you know, 20, I was probably, what, 27 maybe? 27-year-old me? Stupid. Like, what are you doing, man? Oh, hilarious. And then eventually I did end up selling the bike again, you know, probably a couple years after that um, just because, again, I wasn't riding it. My parents had moved down here, but my mom wasn't riding anymore. My dad just, we weren't getting time. And, I mean, the Carolinas, it's hot as hell, obviously, and humid. Not the best to be riding a motorcycle in it. And, of course, you can't put the kids on it anywhere. So it's just, uh, yeah, we sold that thing. But there are days I still get that itch. I wish I had a bike again. But, you know, again, I would have actually people now I probably could ride with more. And I'm sure my dad now he's getting set to retire. He's He's been talking about getting another bike too, um, that that would be fun. But someday, someday maybe we'll we'll get back into the motorcycle thing. But, yeah, that's probably the closest I have, Astastic, to that. But I, I feel you, man. Like you would do anything to get your hands on that next-gen console. Uh, I mean, hell, that was why I was probably calling Walmart like crazy, knowing that my system, like you heard that episode, I knew my system was there. They just had to unpack it, basically. And I was calling nonstop, like, I know it's there. Like, just get on it. Um, and it was just just crazy. But all right, well, that's going to do it for me for this episode, guys, here for this patron episode. As always, thank you so much for continuing to support the show. You guys keep me going doing these episodes every day. I hope you enjoy the daily format here Monday through Friday. Uh, like I've said before, I love doing the show that way. And, uh, you know, next time we do one of these episodes, it will be uh, mid-December. So Thanksgiving will be passed. We'll be heading into the new year. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we'll, we'll have some talk about uh, some more next-gen games. I mean, this episode had a lot to do with Spider-Man. I know I kind of look back at it. We talked a lot about it. Uh, but I have a feeling, you know, we'll have Cyberpunk next month as well. So I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about Cyberpunk um, as we move into um, December as well. So, guys, thank you again here, as always, for continuing to support the show. And until next month, can't wait to talk to you guys again. Bye.